Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. Let's open the Word of God to Mark chapter 5, verse 25. This morning I'm reading from the anointed only true version, King James Version. What's my name? Oh, James, that's right. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) I'm just pulling your leg. (laughs) But I will read from that this morning. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway... Not straight away, straightway. The fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Praise God. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see, there's a multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and said, uh, and said, And he said unto her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Father, we thank you for this incredible story that's been captured by the gospel writers. What a marvelous story. What an amazing story to remind us once again, Lord, that you can step into time and space and change people's lives and change their world. And Lord, that's the God we serve this morning. And as we open this word, we pray that the anointing of God's Spirit would come and minister to each and every hearer of this message. That, Lord, you would minister directly into our situations. And we thank you once again for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Of whom without, Lord, I'm just a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. So may the power of the Holy Spirit today take this word and release it into the atmosphere to change our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. And a certain woman which had an issue. This woman had a big issue. Under Levitical law, Leviticus chapter 15, which gives specific instructions on discharge from bodies, including menstrual cycle, including ongoing menstrual or bleeding problems, declared that they were not to be touched by their environment or to touch their environment, but they were to remain isolated until the bleeding stopped, at which they would then be in isolation for seven further days. Now this woman had discharge of blood for 12 years. Not just a once a month menstrual cycle, which meant that if she was married, she wouldn't be married anymore because her husband, she would be untouchable. 
So if she did have a relationship, that's gone by the wayside. Even her own family and friends were isolated from her. She was in a place where she was extraordinarily lonely. She was in a place now of absolute desperation. I'm not sure we can really fully understand the plight that she was in that day. Where the ongoing isolation and the, the social ramifications of her being placed into this position where she couldn't know the touch, the warmth of another person demonstrating love towards her. Where she, on this particular day, had had enough of her issue. The news had been spread all around of this rabbi who was traveling the land, whose name was Jesus, was changing people's lives. And there was a glimmer of a spark of faith within her life that said, maybe if I can get near him, maybe if people won't recognize me in the crowd, because if they recognize me in the crowd, that's it, my day's work is done. They're going to shout and then everybody is going to form a ring around me and they won't allow me to go anywhere because of my contamination. You see, this woman was in a desperate situation. But she said enough is enough. With that spark of faith and hope, that emerged within her heart, she said within herself, if I can get close enough, if I can crawl through the crowd. Now remember this, when you continually lo losing blood, her blood platelet count must have been very, very low, which means she was anemic, which means she had no energy. So no wonder she was crawling, not to mention the fact that she didn't want to be recognised, hoping that nobody would see her face that day in the crowd. On her hands and her knees, in desperation, she forced her way through the crowd to get close enough to this Rabbi Jesus. She was alone, she was cut off with the whispers of her own self-condemnation shouting in her ears. She pressed through the crowd. She'd invested all the money she had. The Bible tells us that all the doctors in the, in the region knew who she was. That they'd taken her money, but she was no better off. In fact, she just continued to get worse. Can you imagine that? Saving every single cent, hoping that this physician or that doctor or this person, if I can save enough money, then maybe they might be able to help me. But none of them helped her. She was only worse, the Bible says with the walls of her condition closing in on her she finally realised she could no longer live with this issue in her life she had to act that day and she acted alone she made a decision within her life she didn't have her support crew with her she didn't have any family with her that day. The Bible describes one woman in absolute desperation, prepared to do what it took in order to solve her issue. I 
I want you to look closely at this woman this morning. As she began to press through the mob and press through the crowd, I want you to take a good look at her suffering face today. And when you get close enough to discern her features, you will find something unique. You will find that she looks just like you. You see, friends, we all have issues. We all have our struggles. Some of them very secret. Some of them very private. Because of the embarrassment that it may cause us, we don't want anyone to know. So we suffer in silence with our issues because we're too afraid that if people find out what's really going on in our lives, then they'll reject us. These issues, these sometimes secret struggles that keep us barren and hidden, instead of being able to enjoy the life that Jesus promised us, we find the issues of fear, guilt, shame. We find them driving us into a place of hiding, isolating us from the very abundant life that Jesus promised us. And all we find is that we are drained year after year, hoping that our circumstances will somehow change. You know, we all experience limitations. And like this woman with her issue, we must come to the point where we're willing to reach out to Jesus in order to find some solutions. Can I hear an amen this morning? What exactly is an issue? Well, an issue is a condition. It's an attitude or a circumstance that robs us of the abundant life that Jesus has promised us. And these issues from our past or our present, you know what they do is they turn up often unannounced and they hold us hostage. They hold us ransom to that problem. They destroy our dreams. They plague our hopes and our desires. And they tell us that we're never going to get better, that we're never going to get through our issues. And they try to block our pathway. They try and block the success that God has promised to us through His Son, Jesus. And they rob us of victory and they rob us of living an effective life. That's what issues do. And like a slow leak, like a flat tire, they'll show up at the most inconvenient of moments. Have you ever noticed that? Right when you didn't need that thing, staring you in the face, it appears. And you've got to deal with it. Unless you like rim riding. <laughs> so what do issues look like and how do they affect our lives? Well, the first thing is that issues are often secret. They're very unique, personal things that we often try and push out of our way. But often we don't have the strength and we don't have the power in our lives because our issues have made us weak and anemic in our faith. We once believed that we could get past our issues, but 
We've lived them, with them for such a long time now that we're starting to doubt whether there is a way forward within our lives. So we hide these problems from others and we pray that no one will discover the secret wounds and imperfections within our hearts and lives. Luke 12, from the message translation, verse 2 says this, You can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long you'll be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later the mask will slip and your true face will be known. Issues cause separation. They often separate us from God and they separate us from one another, from people. And we can try and hide them under a spiritual facade. But what they do is that these issues make us fear relationships. They make us fear intimacy. Of knowing others and being known. Deep calling unto deep within our lives. We're frightened that we may appear vulnerable or unspiritual in the sight of others. Isaiah 59 verse 2 puts it plainly. Your sins are a roadblock between you and your God. That's why he doesn't answer your prayers or let you see his face. Issues always flow from a source. The original Greek word used here of a certain woman who had a certain issue is the Greek word rusis, which means flowing. So issues such as fear, guilt, shame, issues like this, they always have a source from which they flow out from. And until we deal with the source of these issues within our lives, they'll continue to flow through our lives and we'll go through the same frustrating patterns that keep emerging within our life week after week, year after year, day after day. The issue flows from a source. To change the fruit, you've got to get to the root. Get to the source of the issue in order to change the behaviour. Issues result in bondage. And this is what happens to us is that if we don't deal with the issue, what we start to do is we adapt our lives around our issues. Hello. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years had limited her life and had literally lived her life for 12 years held captive to the bondage of her issue. You know, a chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And our lives are only as effective as the issues we're willing to resolve. Ouch. That's the truth. So too often we walk through life in spiritual bondage and we allow our issues to direct our paths. I want to take this verse from Romans 14, which talks about partaking of this food or that food, 
what's right, what's the wrong thing to do. And I love it in this translation. Listen to this. But if you're not sure, if you notice that you're acting in ways that are inconsistent with what you believe, some days trying to impose your opinion on others, other days just trying to please them, then you know that you're out of line. Listen to this. If the way you live isn't consistent with what you believe, then it's wrong. If the way you live is inconsistent with what you believe, then it is wrong. When inconsistencies continue to appear within our lives, with what we proclaim to be truth, but then we're living another way, then it is not right before the Lord. That's how you know you've got an issue when there's inconsistencies that are appearing inside. Issues can often become excuses. I've known many, many talented people over 30 years of pastoring who were headed for greatness, but instead they got detoured. Detoured on the road of doubts, fears and hurts within their lives. And they allowed their issues to go unchecked. And this is the dangerous, the next dangerous step. If you learn to live with your issues, they began to see themselves as victims. So they then begin to excuse their issue. Because this happened to me, I'm always going to be like this. So instead of dealing with the issue, friends, we excuse ourselves and this pushes us further away from our potential. Don't let your issue become an excuse this morning. Ephesians 4.22, since then we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything connected with that old way of life, has to go. Hello. Everything to do with your old way of life has to go. Come on. If it stays, it will become an inconsistency in your life. You can't bend the truth. The truth won't be bent. The truth is a straight arrow. It can't be bent. Everything, and I do mean everything, Paul says, connected with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces His character in you. There's some Holy Ghost Scripture right there in the name of Jesus. Lastly, this morning, issues can often be used by Satan to defeat us. Modern translation says in Ephesians 6, don't give the devil a handle that he can hold on to in your life. Don't give the devil a handle that he can grab a hold of. Because once you give him a handle, he's not letting go until you deal with the issue. (sighs) 
2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Friends, it's not enough for us this morning to know that we all have issues. I don't want you all walking out of church, patting yourself on the back. How's your issue? My issue's good. <laughs> we, have a common, we have a common interest. We're brothers with our issues. We're sisters with our issues this morning. God forbid today. That knowledge alone is enough to depress us. We must understand today that Jesus' plan for us is to free us from our issues. John, John chapter 3 says this. It says, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Indeed. That's not free in speech, but free indeed. Free in action. Free in life practice. God wants to show us and reveal us His freeing power so that we can walk in the freedom that Jesus promised is ours. But we're never going to walk in the freedom because we're willing to hold on to our issues, make excuses for them, allow them to rule the roost within our homes, within our lives. Jesus, Paul says, Paul says, it's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. Get every aspect of your old life out so that you can walk in the freedom that Christ has purchased for you this morning. You know, the great thing about all of this, friends, is this. And this is the great testimony of Scripture. In spite of your issues today, in spite of my issues today, God has an amazing plan for your life. God still believes in you despite your issues, despite my issues. The Bible says that God has a plan for a future. He has a plan for a hope for your life. He has planned for good and not for evil within your life today. Jesus has a plan despite your issues. You can move forward today and you want to move forward in the freedom that Christ has promised in us. You know, Satan always looks at your past. And he says, you're not worthy. That's what he says. But Jesus looks at your future and he says this, I am worthy. I am worthy. When you come before the Lord, you're not coming in your own righteousness. The Bible says all of our righteousness, it's His filthy rags in His sight. Amen. We don't come with our own righteousness. We come clothed in the Son of God. We come clothed in what Jesus did, what He won for us. His victory becomes our victory. And as we put on Christ, then the victory begins to take place as He resolves and dissolves our issues in the mighty name of Jesus today. And like this woman, we will come to a point. We all do it, friends. And it's a key pivotal point in all of our lives. That key pivotal moment is when you are looking at that issue in the mirror and you're going to make a decision. Am I going to do something about this or am I not? It's staring back at you in all of its ugliness. It's bringing you a message. I'm going to keep plaguing your life until you do something about it. Well, I'll choose you this day whom you will serve. I ain't serving my issue. I don't want you to serve your issue either because it will take you down a bent path. Straight is the way and narrow is the road that leads to eternal life and few there be that are on it, Scripture says. Why is that? Because we love our issues. We continue to make excuses for them. 
I thank God today that we're all here because of one reason. Not our own merits. We're here today because of God's grace and His goodness. But you know, to, uh, uh, Titus says this, that God's grace gives you the power to overcome your, your sin or your issue. <coughs> that within grace, it's not just the unmerited favour and kindness of God to overlook your issues. That's not what grace is. That's called excuses. Grace is made possible to us and given to us in order to free us of our issues. And this grace of God has appeared unto all men, all women, and is available today, right here, right now, in this building. God's grace is here to dissolve your issue and my issues. We can't heal ourselves. And we're often dealing with symptoms instead of the roots of our issues. So, for example, if I had Georgie come here, I just want to just use you as my model today. Look at that. Blessed one. Blessed, loved, saved, delivered. Hallelujah. So, bro, you've got an arrow in your chest. Just hold that arrow there. Okay, make it look like it's hurting. <laughs> <laughs> so Georgie comes into, into ED, into the emergency department with an arrow in his chest. He looks worse than that. He looks worse than that. He's, look, he's looking bad. He's looking terrible. <laughs> See, he's so filled with the joy of the Lord, he can't stop smiling. You're a terrible model for me. <laughs> So he's holding his issue and he comes in to see me and I'm the doctor that treats him. And I look at him and I say, oh, you have an arrow in your chest. <laughs> yes, doctor, I thought that would have been obvious. Well, this is what I'm going to do for you today, Georgie. I'm going to give you some Panadol. And I've got, I've got the uh, telephone number of a great seminar that you can go to this coming week to learn how to live with the arrow that's in your chest. <laughs> Hello? Hello? We're walking around with our issues and we're trying to Panadol it. Instead of getting the arrow and with great expertise <laughs> and skill, we're moving the arrow. <laughs> Bless you. Give him a hand. <laughs> and so this morning, my question is very simple. Do you want to walk out with the arrow still embedded in your chest? Or do you want to deal with your issues? Now, you may not resolve them completely this morning, but you're going to get you're going to get onto the running track today as you respond to whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about. We bring a word like this to the people of God today. God is speaking to us and he wants us to identify what exactly it is. That's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Your job is when the Holy Spirit comes knocking on your door is that you respond to him. The quicker the better.
The longer you leave it, you know what happens? Just like Pharaoh, your heart gets hardened. And as you harden your heart towards the advance of God, then eventually God has to leave you. With all that calcified mess and hardened heart, to stew in your issue, and for me to stew in my issue instead of resolving the issue that God is wanting to identify, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Could we stand to our feet this morning, church? How much of Jesus, how much of Jesus is enough to heal your issue? How much of Jesus is enough to heal your issue? Well, how about touching the hem of his garment as he walks by? Jesus looked around. He looked around. And he said, who touched me when he was surrounded by people who were touching him? But one lady touched him because she couldn't live with her issue a day longer. And she touched him with faith in her heart. And when she touched him, she said within herself before she reached out to touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch his clothes, my issue is going to be resolved. Why don't we close our eyes just for a moment and give both some privacy to you and a moment of reflection for the Lord this morning.